Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast. This is the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches until there's no place left. Today we're off to Prague, where we get to talk to Nathan Beck about pioneering movements in the Czech Republic. I got into this through God clearing my plate and then a friend of mine calling me and telling me about church planting movements and saying I need to find out more and here's a website, go look at the video, the training and um, I watched the training. As I was watching the training, um, it just resonated. It resonated with who I was, who I am. Uh, it resonated with me in a lot of different ways. The getting out into the harvest, the finding different families, the, the getting into those families, starting discovery Bible studies, and uh, the multiplication, because you, you see multiplication throughout the entire Bible. Um, but it's so something where, that I had. Where, where were you at this time? Um, I was in the Czech Republic. Um, okay. And how'd you get to the Czech Republic? Well, um, honestly, chasing a girl. Oh, um, excellent. <laughs> she's my wife now, and we have four little kids. Okay. Uh, delightful kids. And, um, yeah, we, we were, I've been in the Czech Republic since 2000, and I, uh, that call was happened about, oh, 2010 or so, and uh, in January or so, and uh Basically, through the training, I, the, the training resonated so much, I thought, you know what, I, I bet there's a few non-Christians around here I could find yeah. to experiment on. So you, you'd gone to the Czech Republic to find a wife. <laughs> and, and I, what... I met her. I met her in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> I met her in grad school. And right. uh, because of visa requirements, she went back to the Czech Republic. And mm. uh, so you know, six months later, not wanting to lose a great thing that I saw, um, I, I got found a job in the Czech Republic, came over and started uh, teaching English. Okay, so when this call came through the suggestion through the videos, you, you were just working a job in the Czech Republic? No, um, it, I, so I was working for, um, for teaching English. It was a Christian uh, outreach program mm -hmm. or outreach ministry there in the Czech Republic and still exists there in Ostrava. And um, I, I was teaching English after about a year. We got married, and uh, then we realized that God's call on each of our lives, because God had called my wife to ministry separate from myself. Uh, God's call on our lives didn't change with the fact that we had gotten married. So we were looking for ways to do it long term. So that's when we mm -hmm. joined Greater Europe Mission and okay. uh, actually had to come back to the, go back to the States to raise support and then come back as full-time missionaries with Greater Europe Mission. Okay, so you had that um, missionary call, but somehow you, you got a vision for the Czech Republic, and somehow something in the, the videos just showed, the lights went on, this is, this is how we can reach these people. Who, who was um, training, by the way? And that was a David Watson training. Okay. Well, about 40 hours of training videos on his website. All right. Well, we better link to those because we've just talked to Matt Miller last uh, episode. And um, his Damascus Road was the same. It was David Watson videos. on, on So we'll have to send other people in that direction. So what, what grabbed you through the training that you watched? A number of different things. Um, it, first of all, it felt like it, um, 
I grew up in the mission field in Ecuador. I, I've been through a lot of discipleship programs. I've, I've been sent out. I've done street evangelism and evangelism in a lot of different contexts. I've done evangelism, or at that point, I've done evangelism through teaching English. A lot of different things. And I felt like several things. One, it felt like it took the best elements of each of the different things that I had seen in ministry and put them together in one package. Um, also, it felt like um, a, a lot of times you, you see people um, developing their ministry and then uh, developing scripture to say, okay, yeah, this is, shows you how, we, how we're doing our ministry. It felt like it was the, the reverse of that, that it's letting scripture speak for itself. And then from that, we develop tools that will, uh, and uh, we'll discover Bible study being a tool to uh, best work with the way scripture describes the growth of God's kingdom. Mm. Um, it, it's, it, it was a combination of that. And I mean, I went through the training and my first two thoughts were, well, I, I, I think that I cannot see a biblical reason why this could not work in the Czech Republic. And two, I mean, I've lived in the Czech Republic for about a, uh, 10 years by that point. And I, I thought, you know what? I don't see a cultural reason mm. why this could not work in the Czech Republic. Um, I don't see anybody doing it. So mm. I, I might as well just go find some non-Christians and just see if it'll work. Just see if, well, my first question was, would non-Christians even uh, sit down and read the Bible and talk about it? Mm. Okay, so, so what happened next? Well, um, I, I'd, um, I put up flyers in the university to see if anybody would be interested in reading the Bible and studying it, and, yeah. or it's, not studying it, I said talking about it. And, um, and to my shock, within 48 hours, I had a group of high schoolers, that, or high schoolers, college kids, that mm. were willing and wanted to and were hungry for reading the Bible and just talking about it. Well, now, that's not supposed to happen in the it's Czech Republic. It's not supposed to happen. It's, it's perhaps, it's certainly up there as one of the most uh, secular European uh, nations. It blew my mind. I did not expect that to happen, and and I would never recommend that uh, that method to anybody right now. <laughs> Although it's better, it was better than doing nothing. So yeah, you know what? I, I I think part of the thing is God just blessed because you know He yeah. He God knew that I needed some encouragement that you know this actually there's it is possible for this to work in the Czech Republic. So in mm. spite of uh, a poor choice in how to get the community. Um, God blessed by giving me a community of, of college-aged kids. Okay, so you're sitting down with them, and uh, they've they've come to talk about the Bible. What what happened? Uh, well, we just started opening up. It started with uh, creation, with Genesis one, then uh, Genesis two, the next week, then Genesis three, the week after, and just asking the same questions each week. The, what are you thankful for? What are you? What's the? What's stressing you out? And what do you need to fix that problem? And we um, also always talked about how we obeyed last week's um, last week's story. Then we talked, opened up the story for this week, started talking about it. What does it teach about God, about people? How can I put it into practice or obey it? Um, and who can you share it with? And, and uh, it was fascinating to see the way the guys changed from, they very quickly learned to trust God's word. Mm. Um, to the point where a few weeks later, as I was coming in uh, with that very first group, um, 
I, I came in on a conversation that was uh, that was happening before we were actually started the official meeting, and uh, one guy, Dushan, was trying to convince a girl, Yana, that you, know, you need to do this, this, this in your life, mm -hmm. because the Bible says this and this and this. And, and 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 I thought, oh no, I'm teaching legalism. This is terrible. So I, I told Dushan to back off. You know, did she, mm. Yana's not a Christian yet. And Dushan said, well, it's okay. I'm not a Christian either. <laughs> I just know that the Bible is true and everything I put into practice. So you know, because the Bible says this and this and this, you know, you need to do this and this and this. Okay. Wow. And so, what what emerged out of the group? Did some of these folk end up? becoming followers of Jesus and, and go on? Yeah, and, um, and we actually got some sec uh, second generations. We got some of them actually started uh, new Discovery Bible studies in different uh, places, different, um, different so locations. So second generation is when new believers or, or new people in the group go and start a group of their own. Right. So, second, uh, so first generation is a group with, with non-believers in it Yes. who come to faith. Okay. Yeah, so f we had first generation in this group because I, yeah. I just basically threw the net wide open and said, okay, anybody who, uh, even if you're just interested in reading the Bible and talking about it, not a Christian, far from God, let's just read it in any way. So they did. Uh, like Dushan himself uh, started a uh, discovery Bible study with his family, his fiance, his mother, his, uh, yeah. basically with his entire family. And that one actually was a failure, but it took me a long time to figure out why it was a failure because every time he came back, he was just, you know, yeah, yeah we had it, but it didn't work. I was trying to figure out, scratching my head, why is this not working? Why is this not working? Because, um, and, and finally, it occurred to me to ask him, Dushan, um, because we'd been leading the Discovery Bible study in English, I didn't bother to translate it uh, just yeah. because. Their English I mean, was good. Their English was good, and I, and and your I, check was bad. <laughs> no, actually, my check was okay at that point, okay. but uh, I just I, I just didn't bother to translate the questions. Yeah. Mm. So we just read the Bible in English. Uh -huh. Well, I found out that he was leading the Discovery Bible Study in English. Oh my! And so I finally asked when I realized that I said, Dushan, how, how many of you know your fiance, your mother, all these people? How many of them know English? Well, I do. Mm. Well, Dushan, there are Czech Bibles. Mm. Oh, but you know what? I would have the same power if it's in Czech. Oh I, I think so, Dushan. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. So okay, so God gave you those early signs of encouragement that that <laughs> reading and obeying His Word in groups. <laughs> Uh, was an effective, not just a uh, you know some program, but this is how he works through his work. So how how did it go? What 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 evolved out of that next? Well, um, uh, God just kept giving me open doors in different locations. So uh, very soon after that, uh, a friend of mine, um, Yuji, uh he um, he asked if I had any suggestions for a group of twenty. Uh, non-Christians and two Christians that he was just forming into a youth group. So we actually split, we, we met each Friday night and split it up into three simultaneous Discovery Bible studies just to keep the numbers down to a more intimate Discovery Bible study. So we met for worship beforehand. The kids loved music and still love music. Hmm. Then the, the, the Discovery Bible study and then uh, just spent time together as a large group. A lot of those kids became Christians. We started seeing second and then third generation beyond that. 
Um, and then uh, I just kept looking for open doors or any place I could find traction. So if I could train believers, I started training believers on how to start these discovery Bible studies. If I could find a group of non-believers, I started with them. So in one case, the, the group of non-believing uh, teenage boys I found was, uh, it was about a 30 minute drive away from here. And uh, so I went each week to drive 30 minutes there and actually closer to 40 minutes there and had the Discovery Bible study, then drove back home. And, um, and, but just looking for places wherever I could start new Discovery Bible studies. Okay. And so you're, you're seeing God bless this. You're starting them, but some of them now, uh, the participants are starting new groups, and in one case, a third-generation Yes. Okay. And, and throughout all of this, um, it's not just a Bible study, but discipleship's no. happening. They're learning to follow and obey, and they're, they're turning and, and putting their faith in Jesus. And that's really the cool thing about it. I, I really love seeing how God transforms lives. And God is drawing people to, to himself. Um, I remember um, I went on home assignments uh, when I was in a couple years ago, I went to the States for a period of a year and I came back and very soon after I came back, there was a guy I basically didn't recognize, Donda, uh, who was uh, just being baptized as a new, brand new believer. And, um, and a month or so later, I, I'm getting into a really, really deep theological discussion on different parts of, uh, I mean, I didn't call it soteriology, and, and, mm. <laughs> and, 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 but we started talking about Jesus, who Jesus is, and, and what he's like, and how he works with among people, how he's changing Donda's life. And so finally, I just looked at Donda. I said, Donda, tell me about your, your personal, how, how do you go about your personal Bible study? And he said, well, I, I open up the Bible, and and I, I read it every day, and I ask four questions about uh, every single Bible passage. I ask what it says about God. I ask what it says about people. I ask uh, how can I obey it? What do I need to do in my life to, uh, to live according to what this is saying? And then, um, and then who can I tell uh, what I'm learning to from this Bible study? I thought, ha-ha, there we are. Somebody's led a discovery Bible study with him. So uh, that happened during the time I was gone. But the transformation of his life, not from becoming from somebody who's very, very far from God, to somebody who loves Jesus and and radically obeys His word, mm. uh, wherever Jesus opens up, to saying, "You know, Tonda, you need to be doing this." Then that happens in a really short amount of time, in a period of, of mm. well less than a year. I think he said yeah. he was a he'd been a believer for eight months at that point. Mm. Mm. So it's wonderful to see that. I love seeing those things. Well, my, my mind just goes back 500 years to a fellow, a Czech by the name of um, Jan Hus, the forerunner of the Reformation. He gave his life, um, you know, to see and, and out of his, his ministry and, and a whole new movement of, of people emerged uh, who simply wanted to gather together and read the Bible and obey it. Absolutely. Um, so I, Great I think guy. Jan is, 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 is smiling right now as we talk about this. So, so something's brewing here. Um, now, you've signed up for multiplying movements of disciples and churches. So what we're getting a sense of what discipleship's looking like. How did that uh, flow into uh, church formation? 
Um, as far as church formation, we're doing a number of different things. And uh, again, I, I, I can't say that this is my work because I have, mm. there's a lot of people around me who, are, who have uh, either uh, looked at what I've done and said, hey, you know what? If Nathan can do that, maybe I can do that, yeah. which is awesome. That's the greatest thing. If, when you start I think that. anybody could do it. If not, and, and that's exactly. the beauty of that it, that it, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, everybody's invited. You just need a Bible and there's some questions. Exactly. So, so we have people from different churches, different people, uh, some people that I've trained, some people that have uh, just seen it and said, you know, I can probably do that. Or, mm. or some of my guys have also been get, getting into training as well. Um, so depending on where they are and what they want to see, sometimes the, these, groups, um, the, these groups are absorbed into the local church yeah. that these people are from, um, yes. and, which is great. That's, mm. that, that they need a community that if they can get into the community, uh, into the existing community, that's great. Other places, um, we're we're, um, we're seeing that the people are just either um, logistically they're too far away from a local church, or mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any contacts of any churches there. So we take them through an Acts two study of uh, just to see the, the the church. And a lot of times, as they go through that, they say they they look through it and say, "Well, we're doing this and this and this and this." Okay, well, we're not doing tithing, and and you know. We're not doing, you know, Lord's Supper yet. Those are easy enough to add in. So, yeah. But to that, you know, let, let's actually consider ourselves as being church. Now, now they don't, they may not say church in the sense of uh, a church isn't a building, but they, they consider themselves to be church. Um, and personally, I'm comfortable with all of those as long as it's, we've got a healthy church and, uh, and the multiplication needs to keep going. Um, and so you're using those those characteristics, you're helping them discover characteristics of healthy church through that access yes. study. And then your role or the role of, of, of someone in, in this network is to help that group move towards health and, and identify as being New Testament church. Absolutely. They, they need to identify as church. And, and however they solve that, um, I'm pretty comfortable with a bunch of different ways to mm. solve it. Um, and uh, we have seen, I have seen a lot of different ways that people have solved that. Mm. Um, the important thing is um, we've got to get to the, we've got to get to church. We've got to get to healthy church. And, um, and I love the, the Acts 2 study because it just lists the various requirements, the various characteristics mm of church, that the believers met together and they had all these characteristics in common and, um, and let's work to develop this help. This is a healthy uh, outpouring of this particular group. Now, normally we'd be thinking, okay, now how big could that grow? But it sounds like the question you're continuing to ask is, uh, can it reproduce? Can it Absolutely. make disciples and form new communities, some of which become part of existing churches, some of which uh, become new churches in their own right. And, and that's just because of the mathematics of it, because um, you, you, can, you, you can keep growing to a certain level, but there is a, there's a natural, um, a natural ceiling to how far a local church can grow. Uh, it's just going to be natural ceiling. You're going to have attrition. You're going to have um, just the questions of the capability of the local leader and leaders. Uh, you, there's a maximum. There's a ceiling for how far. Uh, and and as I looked at this, the ceiling of that is pretty low compared to the huge need of 
there's so many non-believers in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Let me tell you, there are a lot of non-believers and a lot who are so far away from either geographically or relationally from a church that they will not go to those churches, Hmm. the churches that exist. But um, if, if we could bring church to them, if we could, um, if we could form a church around them and around their community, oh, they want, want, they want to be a part of it, not because they're hungry for an institution or hungry for uh, another thing to do, but I, I see so many people as hungry for Jesus. Mm. And so you've said this has gone beyond yourself, not just the the generations that you've seen directly, but other people around the country are coming on board and seeing God do similar things. So how, how do you develop leadership in a movement like this? Um, well, first of all, I don't think that we've received, we've gotten to movement yet. I, I okay. still feel like that's, that's, um, that's beyond us. That's beyond where we are. Uh, my, my personal definition of movement is that we have seen, uh, we've seen, um, four generations of, three or four generations of new churches, uh, not just new group, but new churches, they identify themselves as church in at least several different, in, in, um, in at least, um, I like to use the, the, just a general hundred, like a hundred wide, and then each of them three or four generations deep within the past hundred wide, years. they're sort of streams in different parts yes. of the country or different networks. Yes. So you want to see um, four, three or four generations coming broadly across the country. Correct. So I, we're nowhere near that right now. Mm. But uh, we, we're seeing encouraging signs. We're seeing churches that start churches. We're seeing, um, we're seeing multiple generations of new believers in multiple streams. Um, we're, we're seeing that these things, um, the things that you read about in Scripture aren't just, um, aren't, aren't just descriptive, but they're prescriptive, and, and they actually apply for today. Um, so I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't happen, but we're just uh, looking to see how, uh, how it could work. So we're, uh, I, I'm honestly, my dream, I would love to be able to go to, uh, so sometimes I take my, uh, my guys on what we call prayer drives. And we just get in the car and we just start driving around the city or driving around uh, villages. And, and uh, I usually do it pretty close to where the guys uh, work. And so, uh, so we drive around and I say, okay, we're on this street. So do we know any Christians on this street? And let's mm-hmm. pray and ask God's blessing on those Christians that are there. Let's, let's ask for them to, to uh, God to strengthen them and help them reproduce, help them uh, see new generations. And, and then, then we drive to the next street and well, we don't know a single Christian on this street. We mm-hmm. drive to the next street, another one. And, and sometimes we drive to entire neighborhoods and we don't, we've never been to this neighborhood. We don't know of a single Christian in this entire, entire mm-hmm. neighborhood or in this apartment complex or that apartment complex. And we start to realize how big the need is. It, it's just huge. I would love to have a day when I could drive to any street of any or and see any apartment complex, any neighborhood in the Czech Republic, and be able to say there are Christians meeting mm. here, and they love Jesus. They are actively looking to do God's will. They are actively looking to see Jesus' name lifted up, and and be able to say that of any street in the Czech Republic. Well, what are you learning 
about how to get there? What, what's, what's God teaching you, you and your co-workers? A lot of different things, a lot of different things. I, I find um, a, a lot of times um, we're being very inconsistent. Um, we, we, um, we, we run to one or two extremes very, very easily. One extreme is to either use the discovery studies as a very legalistic tool of, and, and that's not really not what you're trying to do. You, you, you really need, you're trying to help people encounter the living God, have God mm. speak through scripture to them. Um, other, the other extreme that we, we run to very easily, too easily, is being too intuitive. So we're not giving people enough of a pattern to say, okay, you know what, I, I can do this. You know, I've seen, I've seen Nathan do this, lead this study three, four times. You know, he always asks only the same question. So you know what, I can do this too. And, and I find that, um, that, that with those extremes, um, neither of those is healthy, and yet finding the middle ground where we're, uh, we're, use, we're not using it as a legalistic tool to, to demand that God speaks, but we're creating an, uh, an environment where God does speak, and God speaks to people and calls people to himself, and, and we work with that. Um, that. That's one of the big, big lessons that I've uh, mm. learned recently. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, other things that are, um, are just consistency and not every DBS that we start, not every group that we start sees multiplication. Um, one of the two, two of the key, um, the, the key uh, indicators of whether we're going to get to Christians and new Christians and to multiplication are one, uh, what are they doing with obedience? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's a big one because uh, if it's just sort of, you know, theoretical, patsy, patsy, okay, okay, yeah, this is good, good. Uh, we're not going to change anything. Then eh, I, I, I encourage the Christians who started that, you know what? Don't feel like you have to keep going with this. Shut it down. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Because if we don't get to obedience, even if they don't believe it, that's mm-hmm. fine for them not to believe it. If we don't get to obedience, then we don't see the John 6, 43 to 45, the people listening to God, learning from him, coming to Jesus. We don't see the new Christians. And, and secondly, if we don't see the, the, some sort of sharing with other people, that either the entire story or what they've learned from the story, then, um, then we don't get to multiplication. Mm. Okay, so at that building block level, um, you, you're looking for people who, who want to seek the Lord and learn how to follow and obey and want to share that with others. And yes. if you build that into the heart and soul of the groups and, and pour fuel on the groups that are doing that, um, then multiplication comes. God honors his word when it's and, lived and shared. And I find it fascinating to see the multiplication. I, um, I, I just love seeing it. I love seeing the new groups, new uh, people, new believers. I love seeing that. And, um, and, and personally, I don't, almost, I don't want to take it for granted whenever it happens. It's just, I, I love, I almost want to maintain a childlike, you know, awe of, wow, look what God actually brought. God opened up a new place to start a discovery Bible study. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, Give, it, give us a story, then, that's excited you, one that comes to mind of, you know, a new territory opening up and a new group forming that's on the journey to church. 
Um, okay, well, one, okay, there's a number of them. So, um, okay, one of the ones that I'm really excited about, this happened uh, a little bit over a year ago, but uh, it's just one that, that uh, I was not expecting. It came out of the blue. Uh, there was a, uh, uh, um, all of a sudden at our church, there was a, a, a lady that came up and uh, out of the blue just started attending. The second Sunday she was there, she went up to the pastor and said, you guys had a communion or you, whatever you called it today. And you know whatever that is, I want to be a part of that right now. And I, I'm all in. <laughs> trying to figure so we, first of all Matush and I we were trying to figure out what was going on uh, we start she was leading with, herself to Christ <laughs> she was leading herself to Christ where does this come from <laughs> so what had happened was that God had given her a dream and mm-hmm. um and the dream was that uh well she woke up in the apocalypse and mm-hmm. uh and she, she woke up in the apocalypse, and you, as she was describing this to us, you, you could see the terror in her eyes. Mm-hmm. So I don't doubt that she woke up, and it was really uh, horrifying. But um, but then she heard a voice saying, "There's still time," and then she woke up. And okay, well, what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. So she was trying to figure out for the next week, you know, well, what do I do with this? And then uh, the, the next week, she had a, a another dream of. Of Jesus on the cross, and, uh, and she heard the same voice saying, "Find the people that worship this man." Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. so somehow she found us and uh, uh-huh. came to the church. And the second Sunday we had communion, and that's when she came up to the pastor and said, "Okay, you said that that we're not supposed to just take this stuff, and but whatever it is, I'm all in." Well, that uh-huh. um, through that uh, we started to discover Bible study with her family and her. He was living boyfriend at that point. He's okay. So, just she's coming to a church, but rather than let's see if you you you'll come to our place. You helped her, or someone started a group in her home with her family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So with the and it was it really was a family, even though they were just a living boyfriend girlfriend, and they had two children. Mm -hmm. Um, It really was a family. And uh, now the, the entire family is baptized believers right now. And uh, wow. it's really lovely to see. It's beautiful mm-hmm. to see. Um, God, God's still working with them. I mean, he's, yes. uh, he's struggling through some addiction right now and through getting rid of some addiction. And it's good to see that. Um, that uh, but it's so encouraging to see. That, that God just reached down there with a miracle. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't expect... I, I'm surprised at that when I see that, but it's delightful. It's, a, yes. it's thrilling to see when I see it. Nathan, it's what we signed up to see. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just a little snapshot of, of a household coming to faith yes. and still reverberating out. Um, any idea of how many uh, groups and churches, how many disciples are meeting across the country as a result of this move? You know what? I thought I had a figure on it, but then this last weekend um, we had, oh, it was last Friday, we had a, um, a meeting and a guy named Jeff Sundell came and uh, yeah. he, he, it was just a meeting, but there were probably some, oh, between 30 and 40 people there at the meeting and um, most of whom I knew, uh, although there were a number of people there that I didn't know. And um, one of the, the guys leading the meeting stood up and said, just, just out of curiosity, who is leading here Discovery Bible Studies 
with non-believers. And um, I, I had known a number of the people in the room. I, I knew who I thought I should expect to raise their hands, but about 75% of the people in the room raised their hands. Hmm. So I thought, okay, this has gotten a lit, quite a bit bigger than what I'm aware of. So hmm. I, I, honestly, the ones that I, um, that I know about, I don't think are a full picture. So I know that hmm. for a fact that we started over 150 Discovery Bible studies with non-believers across multiple networks in the Czech Republic. One. But um, that showed me that even my numbers are not complete. So I, mm. I don't know what God's doing. I would love to mm. see it uh, grow to where it reaches every household and every, every, every street, like I said. Yeah. Um, we're not there. But it's starting to look suspiciously like God's doing something there. Yes, and, and this is unprecedented as far as I'm aware in, in the Czech Republic uh, in terms of in recent, recent years. In living memory, yes. Um, like you said, you mentioned up Jan Hus. You mentioned Jan Hus, yeah. and, uh, and that's a great example. And Cyril uh, and Metodier even before then. And uh, so there are examples of this happening through Czech lands where God's spirit is just poured out and it just sweeps the entire nation and the entire nation is brought into, um, as far as my perspective on Czechs, I I think Czechs are people that pursue truth, that love Mm. truth. And Mm. of course that can still go wrong and you can become disillusioned and you you run into a lot of that in the Czech Republic. But but, um, but what I want to see, and what, what I do see, I see checks coming to Jesus as the truth. And I love that. Yeah. Well, another great story of pioneering movements around the world. If you've enjoyed it, why don't you get on social media and uh, spread the word or leave a review on iTunes. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.